What would you do? What would you do? If Jesus came and spent some time with you. If Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two. If he came unexpected. I wonder what you'd do. Oh, I know you'd give him your very nicest room to such an honored guest and all the food you'd serve him would be the very best. You'd keep you assuring him you were glad to have him there that serving him in your home was a joy beyond compare. But when you saw him coming, would you meet him at the door with arms outstretched and welcome your heavenly visitor or would you have to change your clothes before you let him in or hide some magazines and put the Bible where they had been would you turn off the radio and hope he hadn't heard and wish you hadn't uttered that last nasty word would you hide your worldly music and put some hymn books out in under their place could you let Jesus walk right in or would you rush about and I wondered if the Savior spent a day or two with you would you go right on saying the things you always say would your life continue as it does from day to day would your family conversation keep up its usual pace and would you find it hard each meal to say a table grace? Would you sing the songs you always sing and read the books you read and let him know the things on which your mind and spirit feed? Would you take Jesus with you everywhere you plan to go? Or would you maybe change some things just for a day or so? Or would you hope that your friends would stay away until his visit ends would you be glad to have him stay forever on and on or would you sigh with great relief when at last he had gone it might be interesting to know the things that you would do if Jesus Christ came in person came and spent some time with you what would you do what would you do if Jesus came and spent some time with you? Well, greetings in the precious and the lovely name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and welcome once again to the Fellowship Temples podcast. I'm Brother Gene Rickard speaking to you and I'm certainly thankful that you tuned in and listening today and I enjoy the fine recitation by Brother Billy Stevens, what would you do if Jesus came to your house? I'll tell you, friend, I haven't got a thing to hide. Everything is open. I, my, my heart, my life's open. I'm not perfect, but I, I, I know where the altar's at. If I mess up, I can repent and, and get it straightened out with the Lord. So that's a question. What would you do? My friends, if you're not really ready to meet the Lord, get prepared to meet thy God because the Lord's coming again ready or not. All right, I want to make a, make ad, make her give you our address right now. And our address is Fellowship Temple and it's Post Office Box 209 in Madisonville, Kentucky, 
The zip code is 42431. And uh, get in contact with us. And, and uh, we're located in Madisonville, Kentucky, in, in, in the USA. So we're glad. And we also preach out of the old authorized King James Bible. We worship God in spirit and truth. And, and uh, I hope and pray that this, uh, this will be a blessing to you. And now you can go to the Fellowship Temple page and find us on uh, uh, there and find us on Facebook. And uh, sometimes we're on Sunday morning and sometimes we're live on Sunday night, our worship services. But we would, gla- but we would glad if you'd be tuned in. And I want to say right at this moment, um, I want to make mention of some of the countries that really it's, it stays, uh, listens to us quite a bit. And we appreciate Germany and uh, India and South Africa and Canada and many others that's uh, tuned in to us. And we appreciate all of them, not only them, and, uh, and we do appreciate that very much. And now I made these, these uh, tapes for the radio broadcast, and, but I'm putting them on the podcast, so sometimes you may hear me say uh, broadcast. Okay, well, we're going to get back into the message part two of what's in your tabernacle. What is in your tabernacle? So I ask you a question. Out in Radio Land, you and here in the church, what is in your tabernacle? Do you have the showbread? Or do you have hatred? Or do you have strife or envy or jealousy? Bless God, get rid of that. Because God can't intervene in that. But you've got to have that, that lamp burning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, thank God. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you listening to it? Praise the Lord. I'm telling you. Oh, thank God. I thank you, Jesus. That's real. Real in my soul. Thank God them old branches to stick it out. And praise the Lord. Them lamps are all burning. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Ain't that wonderful? Praise God. It's real. And praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to go and read this to you. And he said this. And back in Hebrews 9 again, he said, what's a golden censer? Now, that gold golden censer. Now let me, I, oh I wish I had a, oh I, I could elaborate. I had to teach Sunday school. I had to teach on it because I couldn't preach on it because I ain't got time. But let me just elaborate just a little bit. Not that golden censer. Thank God that censer was worth, they had the, it was a far pan and they had it, they had the far pan and that thing, listen, they put, uh, they put uh, a good uh, frankincense and other good sweet herbs inside of that far pan and that what, listen, when they, when they put it that far pan it give off great smelling odors. Yeah, man, are you, are you hearing me? That golden censer, and it give off great smell. It smelled good. And see, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, he said Jesus Christ is a sweet smelling Savior. That's where the golden censer comes in there. The golden censer, I'm telling you, brother, I mean, that give off, they, the, a priest had taken that and they swung that around him and make it smell good. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ, he is that sweet smelling Savior. He's got the, I'm telling you, he's a perfect incense. He's something I love. He always smells good. He's always good. He is perfect. He's a perfect lamb of God. And without a blemish, and without a spot, and without a wrinkle. Amen. Somebody give him praise like the glory. Thank God. Woo. What is in your tabernacle? 
that tent. I must live in a tent. You see, a tabernacle, the natural, it's just a tent. It's not permanent. It's just there, a temporary. And then it's a portable and it moves around. It's portable. Did you know I'm just temporary? I'm a temporary tabernacle. And this is, but after a while, I'm going to be permanent. <laughs> Thank God, I got me a perfect place in a perfect land and a perfect savior and a perfect body and I'm gonna be in, give him praise right there. Thank God. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I live in this tabernacle here and I'm just, a, this is just a tent and this is not, this is not permanent. I'm just a, living here just this day. See, tonight or tomorrow, next minute, I might be gone and I'll go into that perfect place where we'll never grow old. We'll never have no more sorrow, have no more sickness or pain. All the former things will all be passed away. Isn't that wonderful right there? So that I go back to the golden censer and that golden censer, the, the, the priest, and only the priest could do this now. This was the tribes of the Levites. Remember now, this was the Levitical tribe. The Levites, only one could do this. They was appointed for that, the, the Levitical tribe. And I'm gonna tell you something, church. I mean, Aaron and his, uh, Aaron and his descendants, only one could get in this, this uh, uh, place, uh, this tabernacle. And you know what, folks? The only one can get in your tabernacle here is what you let him in. You either gonna let the Satan in this tabernacle or you gonna let the Holy Good Holy Ghost power inside of you, amen. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord in those old tabernacle here. And so at the day that golden censer they priest had and brother, and when they come, he see he had that and was gonna fix up those candles. The priest had that golden censer and he lit those candles inside of the tabernacle. Oh, glory. I mean, that was a something smelled good and it's something that was lit up. I tell you, you'll, listen, if you're a Christian, you'll smell good spiritually and you'll, you'll, you're lit up and you have a joy in your soul and a pep in your step and I'm telling you, Lord, a, a joy on your way. I tell you, he said, therefore with joy, you shall draw water out of well of salvation and I'm telling you, it's something that's real. It is something that's good and it's something you know you have. Whoa, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Can you give him praise right there? Isn't that wonderful? Oh, I love it. <clears throat> yeah, that golden. And he said the overlay was about with gold and the golden pot of manna. <laughs> oh, yeah, with manna and Aaron's rod budded and the table of the covenant and overlay the cherubims overshadowing the mercy seat, which cannot be, uh, cannot now speak a per, uh, particularly. And he said, now, hey, now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first, listen to this, always in the first tabernacle to accomplish in the service of God. Now, as I said, I'll repeat one more time. They went in that tabernacle for the service of God. I'll tell you now, people nowadays that go to the church, they go to church, I'm telling you, and seem like they're partying and having games and all they, all they talk about is having some having dinners all the time. I'm telling you, we ought to go to church as my sister said back here, one of the sisters of the church, and said so we ought to get off the seat and then get up and start praising God and start lifting up our hands and giving praise and we ought to and get rid of the seat and get the glue off the seat and start serving, doing something for him. Oh, glory. 
All right, now the Bible said this. He said, now when these things were thus ordained, the pre, uh, oh, I already, I already get into the first tabernacle, accomplished the service of God, but into the second went the high priest alone. Now the only the high priest could go into the second part of the tabernacle, which it was a veil line. Only the high priest. And you know, now this, the church, I'm going to the high priest. When I get on my knees, I go to the high priest, and that high priest is Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible said he's a king and he's a priest. Oh, praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And see, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to read it to you, but you can read it for yourself. I ain't got time to get into all this. But I got thinking about the Ark of, of Covenant, which was uh, made of wood, shadow wood. All right, listen. And then the gold. See, the wood is, represents humility, the humanity of God, the humility of, God, of Christ. And the gold represents the deity of God. So the wood represents the wood of that ark represents the humblest, uh, the humblest, or the or the humanity of him, uh, one side of Jesus Christ, and then the gold represents the deity of God. And so we got the wood, and you've got the gold, and it all fits together. Oh, praise the Lord! Thank God. You know what? I've got the the humblest of Christ in me, and I have the deity of Christ in me. I have the wood part in me and I have the gold in me. Praise the Lord. And so we see where the, it was that shadow wood. Praise the Lord. The ark was. And I'll tell you, it's all got a, it's all got a reason. It's all, it's all pointing towards something. You hear me, hear me well. And so I thank God for the wood and I thank God for the gold. But it, listen, brothers and sisters and sire, I'm gonna ask you another question again. What's in your tabernacle? Thank God. What's in your tabernacle? Thank God. All right. What is in your tabernacle? I hope you have that. I hope you have the good uh, humbleness. I hope you have the meekness in your tabernacle. I hope you have the gold in your tabernacle. That's the point I'm trying to get at. That's the part I'm trying to get across to your mind. All right. Listen to this. But he said, but when the second, when the second went into the high priest alone, not every, every year without, he's not without blood. He always taking blood. Now listen, it wasn't the blood of a, a some just old, uh, uh, old uh, animal. It had to be a clean animal. It had to be, a, it had to be the right, had to be a, the right one that Jesus, the Lord God Almighty had Pointed for Aaron and his his uh, people to have and his his followers uh, or the, I should say the Levites the tribe of the Levites and it had to be exactly it had to be a lamb and I'm gonna tell you that that lamb had to be a, a perfect lamb it couldn't have sore eyes it couldn't have blemishes it couldn't have scars on it it couldn't it couldn't have scratches on it it had to be a lamb that was perfect and I'm telling you brother this time I know one thing I've got a perfect lamb that was sinless guiltless and spotless. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. I'm glad he is that. And brother, when they killed the lamb, they had to go and get the lamb and they'd taken the blood and they would apply that blood on the mercy seat. They would put that blood up on that mercy seat and see them cherubims was always looking down upon the mercy seat. And see the other cherubim was always, the, them cherubims or statues always looking down upon that mercy seat. Always looking down. You see, and you know what they was looking at? We look at the mercy seat, the blood was on the mercy seat. And what does that blood represent? That blood represents uh, uh, this right here, Jesus Christ. And that blood, let me tell you, and the blood, when the blood's plied here, uh, let me tell you something, 
nothing. Christ can't see me for seeing the blood of the Lamb. He can't see my sin because my sins are gone. And they're gone, brother. They're gone. Aren't you know they're gone? Oh, my sins, are, they're gone as a right to this moment because they applied it to this mercy seat. And I tell you, there's a mercy seat in here that's in my soul right here. And I'm glad it is. Amen. I'm asking you this hour, what is in your tabernacle? What is in your tabernacle? Praise the Lord, I see the mercy seat in the tabernacle. I see the manna, the pot, the pot, the pot of gold. I see that. They had that pot there, the manna. I see that in my, my tabernacle, don't you? I, I, listen, folks, you can't have that old strife in there. You can't have all that old jealousy and envy and, and stewing and spewing and fighting and bless the Lord and have that in your tabernacle and be right with the Lord. There ain't no way you can praise him one minute and, and, uh, and curse the next minute. And no way. There's no way. There's no way, no way. I mean, something's wrong some way. And some way or another, it don't work that way, praise the Lord. But I'm telling you, let me ask you, and so in that tabernacle was the Ark of Covenant and the Ten Commandments, the commandments, and the high priest went there, not without blood. He went in there, and for all the sins of all the people, once a year, he went in the most holy place, once a year, he taken the blood in here and he plied it, he plied that, and he went in there to do the service of God. Now, he didn't go on there uh, to uh, do this or do that. He didn't have his mind on nothing but to all the sins of the people in Israel. All the sins, he went in there and he taken this blood and he went in there and he plied that for all those sins and he did that once a year, that great high priest Aaron did and for those people. Now, listen, folks. Now, listen to this. Now, I know that was back then they had to do that. But now, let me read on now further. Can I read on? Let me read on. Listen to this. It's going to get better. Just bear, bear with me. All right, look what the scripture says. Now, in the ninth verse, Hebrews 9 and 9. Hebrews 9 and 9. Look at the, what the scripture says here. Uh, <clears throat> he said this. Which figure was the time then present, which were offered both gifts and sacrifices, could not make him that do the service perfect, which pertaining up to the conscience. Uh, but he said, but which stood only in the meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. So we had to do all these washings and, and all these carnal things until the time of reformation. And the time of reformation hadn't taken place yet back in the old, uh, back in the old, but when the time reformation came, it came at Calvary. Glory! I'm telling you, it came at Calvary. Thank God. But the Bible said, but Christ, 11th verse, but Christ being come and a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. See, that first tabernacle was made by the, the, those men, they were made by the company of Moses and his, and, and his members and they had presented there. That tabernacle was made by man's hands. But I've got news for you, Jesus Christ was not made with man. He was come from God the Father and that was God's only begotten son was Jesus. Thank God, aren't you glad today that, that God had sent his only son and he gave his only Son and present him for us and present him for you and me that we can be saved. 
Thank God. Oh, thank God. Isn't that wonderful? So we see, I'm gonna ask you the question, what's in your tabernacle? Again, now notice this, but Christ, uh, he said, which is coming good things, a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, <laughs> neither by the blood of goats and calves, <laughs> but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place. Who, where did he enter? He entered in on that cross, Christ entered on that holy place, that cross of Calvary. He said, having, he said, having obtained an eternal redemption for us. He said, for if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashings of the heifer sprinkling unclean, sanctified and purifying of the flesh, if that sanctified and if that purified the flesh back then, if that great high priest went in that holy place and when he presented that blood, if that, was, if that sanctified all the people out there once a year, brothers and sisters, how much more? <laughs> oh, glory. How much more? Are you listening to me? Shall the blood of Christ, are you listening? Praise the Lord our God. I'm telling you, how much more shall the blood of Christ, he said, through the eternal spirit, offer himself without a spot to God, not a spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve a living God. Oh, thank God, to serve him. I'm telling you, purge your conscience. He purged your conscience. He purged it with his own pure blood. I'm telling you, the high priest went in that tabernacle once a year and presented that blood. I'm telling you, what you're taking away, if that purified the flesh, how much more? How much more, brother, with the blood of Christ I purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Come on, say amen. amen. Aren't you glad today that you've got a Christ, that you have a high priest, that you have a high priest that's sitting on the right hand of God, that he's making intercessions for you? Say amen. Thank God. Ooh, praise the Lord. I'm asking you to my subject is, what is in your tabernacle? What is in your tabernacle? And this is the tabernacle I'm talking about. See, that was a tabernacle back then. That was that, that tent they went in and worshiped. They went in that tabernacle and they'd done the service of God. You know, this is supposed to be in this church, supposed to be the service of God only. I'm so strict, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't want to see other things going on. We, we come to the sanctuary, we ought to honor God with all reverence. I'm gonna tell you something, what they did, listen, back, in, back then when, and Christ, the Bible said if they even brought a, a pan across the, 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 uh, the, the house of God, it, it defiled it, it even defiled the temple of God. We ought to come in this building here, this ought to be the most reverence, the most honorable, this ought to be, this place ought to be more important in your own home. You ought to put the house of God before your own house, you are to pay, I'm tasked where I've said so many times, you are to put the house of God first and foremost above your own house. It should be. I spend about as much time almost uh, in one sense up here and I do my own home and force working. And I'm, I want to, I need to, I should do it, you should do it. The sanctuary ought to be clean. The sanctuary ought to be kept right. The sanctuary ought to be respected. 
It ought to be honored. And I mean coming to worship God. Are you listening to me? Nowadays, people, I'm telling you, they'll go in the sanctuary of God's house and they'll just go and they'll go in there like one of the preachers said, and it's a true, there's no fear of God anymore in people's eyes. They'll go dressed every way they can. They'll go any way they can go. And I'll tell you, my friends, I'll tell you what's abomination in the sight of God. And they'll go any way they can. I go, let me tell you, I go in the holy place. I know this is where he lives, but I come this place ought to be set aside and different from the rest of the world. It ought to be different. If it's not different, then we're wasting our time. We ought to come in here and put our minds on the Lord and say, Lord, I want something today. You hear what these sisters said? They want some miracles, and we want miracles. When we ought to be about the Father's business, we ought to be a shouting and praising God and serving Him every day. We ought to be about the Father's business. I'm gonna stop right here, folks, this hour, and I'm gonna give, ask them, give us a song. I'm gonna ask you right now, what's in your tabernacle? <clears throat> what is in your tabernacle this hour? Do you have that true, do you have the blood of Christ applied to your soul this hour? If you don't have the blood of Christ applied, now is the time to apply it. And I've talked to some, and I talk to people, you don't know who I talk to, but I, I talk to different ones. But I, I always try to focus upon the man that had the plan, the man that died for me, the man that loved me enough to give his life for a worm like me. He loved me that much. When he stretched out his hands, and he wanted the holiest of all. And brother, the old tabernacle's done gone away with. This tabernacle wasn't made with hands. Oh, listen, uh, <clears throat> praise the Lord. In that first uh, verse over there in St. John, that come to my mind while they're getting ready there. And that first verse, I want that first chapter. It said this, where he said that the word was made flesh. And it among us, and it, we held his glory, the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. See, that's what I'm talking about. It was made flesh. It wasn't made, that was a newly made tabernacle of God. That tabernacle of Christ was made of God. That was his blood in Christ that made you pure if you accept him. Let's stand together. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to close at this present time, and I hope that you got touched in uh, the, the program today. And I'm going to ask you, what is in your tabernacle? Do you have the true Spirit of God in your tabernacle? If you haven't, get prepared to meet thy God, folks, because Jesus Christ is coming the second time without sin unto salvation, ready or not. And I'm going to, I warn you, I want to hear about you. And get in contact with us. Will you do that? I'm Brother Gene Rickard speaking to you. And God bless you until the next time.